You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers News Update, the Daily Cheese. Brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Mr. Ryan Schlipp, the one and only Pack Daddy. And I am your host, J.J. Leahy. Well, well, well. Who dat? Who dat indeed? It's the Matt LaFleur Scorched Earth Revenge Tour, Chapter 3. So every week that we watch the Packers play, I get more and more convinced that our young head coach has a massive chip on his shoulder. Did you all see what he did last week to the Lions? Got up by 20 points and still went for two, scowling across the field at Matt Patricia with utter contempt Did you see what he did to the Vikings in week one after, I mean, gosh, do you remember what he did to the Vikings in week 16 last year when Zadarius Smith wrecked Kirk Cousins' world? And by the way, Kirk Cousins has not looked the same since. And Mike Zimmer refused to shake his hand. And now we got more baloney from Mr. Chris Collinsworth. It's eerily similar to Booger McFarland's nonsense last year. We'll just ignore all of the Saints players looking like they want to take Zadarius to prom, hugging all over him, no holding penalties, flagrant pass interference, both offensively and defensively by the Saints. But, oh, Chris Collinsworth has to go off about Mercedes Lewis. Hey, let's watch the replay. So the Saints player is committing defensive pass interference, and we'll ignore that bit, of course. Mercedes Lewis puts his hand out. Oh, that's that's pushing off. That should have been called. Oh, my goodness. And he had another gem. First, he trashes all over the Jordan Love pick. Did you know that uh, Aaron Rodgers has only ever thrown two touchdown passes to a first-round pick? The Super Bowl-winning 2010-2011 Green Bay Packers offense, which, by the way, was not putting up the kind of points that this 2020 Green Bay Packers offense is putting up. An average of 40.66 points per game. 
You look at the receivers that Rodgers had that year. Not one first-round pick. Devontae Adams, not a first-round pick. Alan Lazard, turns out, is no slouch. He's the only player in the league who has a perfect passer rating when targeted. We didn't miss Devontae Adams at all last night. And in fact, in the five games he's missed, you can only point to the Detroit game from last year as the one where we maybe kind of needed him. And that was the game where we got Alan Lazard. The Packers are 5-0 in the last two years without Devontae Adams. You know why? Because Matt LaFleur, who is 15-3 in the regular season, far better than any other first-time Green Bay Packers head coach. And I'm going to guess better than just about every single other first-time head coach in the NFL. Maybe there's one out there that did better than him. I don't know, Don Shula or somebody, but not Bill Belichick, not Curly Lambeau, not Mike McCarthy, not Vince Lombardi. Matt LaFleur, who is a brilliant offensive mind, he says, hey, I have enough weapons. I've got Al Lazard. I've got Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I've got tight ends. I've got running backs who can catch the ball. And I have no problem marching into the New Orleans Saints home turf, into the Superdome, and hanging up 37 points on them in front of the world without Devontae Adams. Could Adams have played last night? Yeah, probably he could have. But we didn't need to risk him. Why? Because Matt LaFleur said so, and turns out he was right. The defense is another story. That was putrid. That was awful. That was entirely Mike Pettin's fault. We had a couple of young guys, a couple of new guys, step up and do a pretty decent job. Kingsley Kiki got two sacks. Actually, he also got two tackles, a pass breakup, and forced a fumble, although the Saints did recover that. First-year safety, seventh-round pick Vernon Scott was all over the field. Mr. Billy Wynn, in his first game for the Packers... He only played six snaps, but man, did he make his presence felt on those six snaps. For a guy who hasn't played in three years and was allowed on the field six times, getting a pass deflection is really impressive. Elsewhere, however, the defense looked miserably bad. They did come up big in some key moments, which this Packers defense has always been known to do. I'm glad that's still a factor. I'm glad that Zadarius got that sack Fumble recovery, that was huge. That was the turning point of the game. Thank you to Mr. Taysom Hill. I'm starting to wonder why Preston Smith is even on this team, though. He's invisible. Some of the numbers gurus have estimated that safety Will Redmond was responsible for roughly 70 yards out of Alvin Kamara's 197. Missed tackles were a huge theme last night. I know it's week three. I know every defense around the league is looking horrible, but this is unacceptable. Mike Pettin has been given every opportunity to turn this around. Brian Gutekunst has given Mike Pettin everything he's asked for. I don't know at this point how you could possibly justify bringing Mike Pettin back again next year. I do think we're stuck with him for the rest of this year. I don't think that you can really switch up defensive coordinators in the middle of a season and still expect to make any kind of a Super Bowl run. And Pettin has proven in the past that he is capable of running a defense that'll get the job done. Give us the same defensive production that you gave us for most of last year. With this offense, there's no reason in the world that wouldn't be good enough to win us a Super Bowl. But there are no more excuses. Missing Kenny Clark, an injury to Christian Kirksey, Kamal Martin on IR. Sure, those all do affect the defense, but not to this level. Not even all three of those combined. When nearly every single player on the defense is underperforming and missing six tackles on one long run by Alvin Kamara, you have to look at coaching. And between you and me, I don't want our offensive-minded head coach having to waste his time showing Mike Pettin how to do his job. 
But that's what we got last night. Matt LaFleur had to go talk to Mike Pettin and tell him to put more guys in the box and stop the run. And apparently this was big news to Mike Pettin. Huh? You want me to do what? Make what kind of an adjustment? And hey, turns out, this is the second week in a row this has happened. Anyways, I'm proud of the team. I'm really excited about this win. 3-0 is awesome. Let's march into Atlanta next week, settle this grudge match with the Falcons, who I don't believe we have beaten since the NFC Championship game, head into our bye week 4-0 and get healthy. It's a long road to the Super Bowl, but you couldn't ask for a better start from this offense. Matt LaFleur has delivered on all the expectations we had of him when we hired him. Aaron Rodgers is looking better than he has in over five years. And make no mistake, no matter what the media says, the Saints are a good team. Beating them is a major accomplishment. There should be no question in anyone's minds around the NFL. The Packers are a team to watch out for. And I pity the fool who stands in Matt LaFleur's way. That does it for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and join the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. Follow me on Twitter at J-J-L-A-H-E-Y and join in the conversation. As always, my name is J.J. Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.